Howdy, 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 sis. Let's chat. Wow, 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 wow. Yo, this is the last episode of season one. I am super excited. Like, even though um season one wasn't long, it just seems like this is like the long stretch, like the final stretch of season one. I'm super excited. 2020 is around the corner. So I definitely wanted to end season one with how to pray. Um, this is part two of our prayer. And in this episode today, you are definitely going to get nitty gritty with the Lord's Prayer. And by the end of this, you are going to know how to pray um, to the Lord. And it's not going to be like one of those thou art mighty prayers. It's going to be, yo, God, I have a personal connection with you. You and I are connected. We are getting ready to talk. We're getting ready to um, establish a closer relationship. And we're just going to communicate that's what prayer is it's all about communication um yo I'm I'm really sitting like awkwardly right now so just to give y'all like some type of imagery um about the setting it's kind of hard to do a podcast um when you kind of don't have like all the materials that you need so like I've been like doing my recordings in the closet (laughs) and as crazy as that may sound it's just like the acoustics and stuff in here really just sound good like you don't really hear any echoes or anything but the downfall about that is like I have to sit awkwardly and do like the kindergarten style where you sit crisscross applesauce and if y'all don't know like I'm five seven and a quarter I used to play sports and these legs just, they ain't the same. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm tall. I'm not that tall, but like I'm tall. And for me to be sitting crisscross like this, like it's really uncomfortable. So we going to get through this podcast and y'all pray for me. Cause I really hope that my legs like don't fall asleep. Cause when they fall asleep, like they for real feel like jello and it's really uncomfortable. And I don't like that tingling sensation. Like, it feels weird. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But (laughs) any tall people out there or, like, average height people out there, like, y'all basically know the struggle. So, yeah. All right. So, podcast. Here we go. We are going to learn how to pray, like, the Lord's Prayer in modern day language. So, in the last podcast, we still came from Matthew chapter 6. And today we're actually going to come from Matthew chapter 6 again, but we're really going to focus on verses 9 through 14. Um, And so verse 9, like the first thing that it says is, Our Father in heaven, your name is honored as holy. And I'm just getting ready to read the whole Lord's Prayer. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And verse 14, which is, oh my gosh, my favorite. And if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly father will forgive you as well. Verse 15. But if you don't forgive others, your father will not forgive your offenses. Um, And so disclaimer, I actually made a mistake. Um, It's going to be Matthew chapter six, verses nine through 15 instead of nine through 14. 
So we are literally just going to go verse by verse, break it down into modern day language so that we can understand because the Lord's Prayer is something that honestly we recite. Um, Some people have like had to recite it as a kid um, when it's time for you to go to sleep or sometimes they say it for like grace and stuff. But do we really understand? Are we really comprehending and are we really applying like what this scripture actually means? So let's break it down. Verse nine. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. So some questions that like I wanted to ask is like, what does it mean to have a father? Like, I want you to ask yourself that as well. Like, what does it genuinely mean to have a father? And I'm, I'm looking at like myself. For me, having a father means that I have um, somebody who has always taken care of me. Um, he was the rock and the foundation that was like, oh my gosh, I'm not speaking past tense. Like (laughs) he's still here. So my dad, my, my daddy, he's the like foundation of my, um, immediate family. Um, he was the sole provider. Um, he fed us like our spiritual needs. Like he was always there for us. Um, and I'm not saying that, um, every father's perfect because there's no father in the world that's perfect. There's no person in the world that's perfect. Um, but he did the best that he could. And so when I think of a father, like the first person that I think of is like my dad, like he was just there, he was present. Um, but then it it made me think as well, like there are some people in the world who are like, okay, so you had a daddy, like whoop-de-doo. I don't have a dad. Um, so then what does a father mean to me? Or what if my dad wasn't present? Or what if my dad wasn't like as active in my life? So what does that mean to have a father? And it kind of put things in perspective for me because I'm like, everybody's definition of a father is going to be different. But one definition of a father that can literally be consistent for, um, those who are believers in Christ or those who want to, um, kind of like dabble in what it means to have a relationship with Christ because let's be real like a relationship has to start somewhere so you know if you're looking to build a relationship with Christ like you can have this same mindset or something similar um, when it comes to the definition of a father so a father to me um, from a spiritual aspect is somebody who obviously has children right (laughs) like that's something that we can look at um a father is somebody who has children it doesn't have to be anything personal yet but it's just somebody who has children and when I look at God I'm like okay so the scripture says our father in heaven that means that if we are calling him his father then that has to mean that we are his children right And I'm like, okay, Lord, so if we're his children, then is there scripture that backs that up? Because I mean, who, who's just going to like, believe me, you know, and God's like, absolutely, Deidre, there's always scripture to back some things up. So he told me to go to Romans chapter eight, uh, verses 14 through 17, which says, for all those led by God's spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children also heirs, heirs of God and the co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. 
Okay, so if God is our father, then that means that we are his children. And if we are his children, homie, that means that we are set. We are heirs to the throne, man. Like we have rights. We have privileges that some people don't have who are not believers in Christ. You know what I'm saying? So I highly recommend, like, if you don't know the Lord, like definitely just give him a shot. I promise you, he will not let you down. Like that is a promise that I can make. And so then another question that popped up in my head, I'm like, okay, so if we call God our father, like what are other names that we call him? Because we say that his name is honored as holy. Well, we call him Abba, which means father. Uh, Some people call him Alpha and Omega, which means beginning and end. Some people call him Elroy, which means the God who sees. Some people call him El Shaddai, which means God Almighty. Some people call him Elohim, which means the creator. And some people call him Yahweh, which means the self-existent one. So verse nine, our father who is in heaven, your name be honored as holy. That simply means God, I know that you are in heaven and you are my father, which means that I am your child and your name is awesome. Verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when I look at the earth, honestly, I just, it it, it really depends on like which angle you're looking at it from. So like, I like to look at things from different perspectives and sometimes if I'm feeling like bad, I'm like, oh my gosh, this world is just so horrible and like there's so many killings and all this other stuff and blah, 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 blah. But like, if I'm like feeling good, then I'm like, yo, like this world is actually dope and it's some pretty solid, pretty cool people here on earth. And so when they're talking about like your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that simply means like God's kingdom, God's house is a house of order. Um, and it's a, it's a house of structure as well. Meaning that there's not a lot of chaos. Like there, there's no chaos in heaven, <laughs> not a lot, but there's like no chaos at all. Um, and also his house is a house of love, a house of peace, a house of joy, a house of understanding, a house of like relationships. And what that scripture means is like, if that's occurring in heaven, Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth. Like let whatever is happening in heaven, let that also happen here on earth um, so that we can also experience those things that are happening in your house. Verse 11, give us today our daily bread. This one is so funny to me because I was working with the youth a couple of Sundays ago and we were going over the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> and... um. One of the teachers in there and I, like, we asked the kids, we're like, okay, so what does this scripture mean? Give us this day our daily bread. And the kids were like, um, like a loaf of bread. And we laughed because, like, that's the answer that we expected. But there are so many times in scripture where scripture says that Jesus um, is the bread of life, you know. Um, and when I think about bread, you know, if I eat bread with, like, chicken noodle soup or something, Bread is very filling. And when they say Jesus is the bread of life, that means that he is so filling that like when we partake of his love and his peace and his joy and his happiness and his order and his structure, like we will not want any more because we are already so full of him. And when it says, give us this day our daily bread, 
every day when you wake up, like you need things, there are necessities. So like when I wake up in the morning, um, some people may not think it's a necessity. However, I would have to disagree. I need coffee. Um, my body is used to coffee in the morning, so I need coffee or else I'll get like a really bad headache. Yes, I need to like step away from coffee. However, that's a conversation that I'll have with the Lord later. But I need breakfast. I need a lot of things in life. And everybody needs a lot of things in life. And that daily bread can sometimes be different for you than it is for another person. So like if I'm driving down the street and somebody cuts me off, like my daily bread is, Lord, I need you to help me so I don't cuss this fool out. Or like if you're a teacher and your kids are acting real crazy in the classroom, your daily bread is, Lord, give me strength because... I'm really about to lose it right now because these kids are on my last nerves. Or if you are, you know, working in a factory or if you're a CEO or a doctor or whatever it is, your daily bread is what you need for that day, the necessities that you need for that day. But your daily bread is also to ask the Lord daily, Lord, give me the strength, give me the tools that I need to honor you throughout the day to be a representation of you because we are literally image bearers like you are not yourself you are not I mean that's as clear as I can put it like you are not yourself you are literally a walking representation of Christ like the physical body of Christ here on earth walking so every day we need to ask the Lord for the daily bread to allow us to walk in his word to be examples to be lights for other people to see when I look at verse 12 It says, and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Like this scripture is really interesting to me because um, a lot of times we just think like, okay, Lord, forgive me. And then, okay, I'm done. But that's, that's not what this scripture is saying. What this is saying is, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Um, the same amount that I am willing and able to forgive other people of their sins that they've committed against me. So an example that I used uh, with one of the students back um, at church, because I work with the kids at church. One of the examples that I used was like, I'm like, hey, if you come up to me and you slap me in my face, you kick me in my ribs, you kick me in my stomach, you pull out my hair till I'm bald headed. And they like, dang, Miss Deidre, like till you bald headed. And I'm like, yo, I gotta, I gotta think of like the worst situation possible. That's like hard to forgive someone for. I said, if you do all of that to me, what this scripture is saying is that I am still obligated as a child of God to forgive you of the sins that you have committed against me. And they like, what? How in the world are you supposed to forgive somebody for that? And I'm like, that is an excellent question. So what I told them was forgiveness is not being friends with the person again. Forgiveness is not rekindling a relationship with the person who has hurt you. But what forgiveness is, is for you. Okay. Forgiveness is for you to be set free from anger and from hurt. And forgiveness is also acknowledging that a person has done some form of wrong to you, but you're choosing not to hold on to that and charge it against the person. Um, And situations like that is really hard, but that's when you have to rely on a higher power um, to give you that strength, which goes back to that daily bread. Like, Lord, I need you to give me this daily bread because I'm really about to throw these hands. But 
guess what? As a child of God, like we are called to hire. We already said that like we're heirs to the throne. So we have to act different. We have to present ourselves different. And so when I am able to forgive that person, then the Lord is able to forgive me of my sins. Now, let's say that I like partly forgive this person. and I say, okay, you know what? Like, I don't want to be around you, but I do forgive you. I'm not going to hold this against you. But then the next time that I see this person, like I'm over here talking mad head about them, like, yo, you trash and you did all this to me and you ain't nothing and all this and that. And so what that is saying, what that, what that is showing God is that, okay, if I forgive you of your sins, then I can also bring up your old wrongdoings to me as well, because you're doing it to another person. Um, so that's what that scripture means. Verse 13, and do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So, oh my gosh, temptation is all over the place. Everybody experiences temptation. And one thing to be clear on is this temptation does not come from the Lord. Okay. The Lord definitely tests his children, but temptation, the Lord does not tempt his children. Um, and one thing about temptation is like, if we look at the story of Job, Satan always has to gain permission to tempt us. So if you're being tempted, um, try to look at it from a different perspective. Um, then like, oh my gosh, like all this wrong is happening to me and different things like that. Try to look at it from a different perspective, um, because Satan always has to ask the Lord for permission to tempt you. And so Satan's main goal, like, is to destroy you. Whoops, sorry. If you thought that you were special in Satan's eyes, like, nah, fam, um, he's out to destroy you. And one thing that you have to remember is that every day that you wake up, you are a child of God. But also every day that you wake up, um, you are a target in Satan's eyes as well. And he's going to try to take you out with whatever he can. Um, But... The thing about it is there are different forms of temptation. So you have like self-indulgence and you also have like situational temptation. So like take, for example, self-indulgence is things that like feed the flesh. So like if I have a spending problem, um, that can honestly be a form of temptation. Like I'm tempted to buy these uh, red bottom shoes or I'm tempted to buy this Louis Vuitton. Like, you know, that's that's some form of temptation or like I'm tempted to throw this person under the bus at my company because I want the same position that they have. You know, that's self-indulgent things that like feed the flesh. But then you also have like situational temptation, which means I am experiencing different forms of calamity um, that keeps occurring in my life. So like let's take Job for example he lost his house he lost all of his kids he lost his wife he lost his cattle he literally lost everything um and he was tempted to basically like deny the Lord um and like curse the Lord you know so there are different forms of temptation but what this scripture says is like deliver us from the evil one Um, We have to remember that there's always a higher power, which is the Lord um, Jesus Christ, who is in our corner, who can deliver us from any of those situations. And then verses 14 and 15, I'm going to combine those together because this verse or these verses are plain and simple. I mean, I, I literally can't break it down any more than what it says. So 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your father will not forgive your offenses. Um, 
it's, it's plain and simple, y'all. Like there was this post that kept going around on Facebook and it kind of frustrated me because like I wanted to comment on it, but like I don't want to be that person who's just like always commenting on people's stuff. And like disclaimer, like I'm 100% um, an apologist. Like I will definitely like play devil's advocate and like present something to you and like get your thoughts and then like, kind of put my thoughts in there to like not necessarily like change your thinking but to help you see things from different perspectives like I like to challenge people's thinking um and I like for people to challenge my thinking too because like it widens my perspective to see the world from different angles and so when I look at those um posts and stuff on Facebook like there was one that literally kept saying stop being so forgiving because people know what they're doing and people are like egging it on saying yeah that's so true people always know what they're doing and they're gonna keep doing you wrong and I'm like yo what like what are we promoting right now like this don't even make sense and when I thought about it I'm like people really think that forgiveness means that you have to be friends with this person again or that like y'all have to be tight like how y'all were back way back way then or whatever however you say it but that's that's not what forgiveness is forgiveness is like it's for you to not hold on to that anger anymore to release that negative energy um but to also embrace the grace of God like to understand that God forgave you of your sins and you are obligated like it's not a choice as a child of God it is not a choice you are obligated to forgive other people of the offenses that they've committed against you and I mean, scripture literally says it like if we forgive others of their sins that they commit against us, God is going to forgive us for the sins that we commit against him. But if we are sitting here holding on to this hatred and this anger and this hurt in our hearts um, that people have committed against us, like there is literally no way possible that he's going to forgive you for this. Like that's it is not it's not making sense remember his kingdom is a kingdom of order and of structure and of love and of joy and of peace and all of that so let your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is being done in heaven if he forgives in heaven then he is also calling us on earth to be forgiving as well um that's as plain and simple as i can put it so the last piece of this is just the modern language prayer like i said i know a lot of us um, grew up on the Lord's prayer, you know, just saying it out of repetition or just saying it, um, just because grandma them or mama them asked us to say a prayer, um, to bless the food or something, or, you know, say your nightly prayers and stuff like that. But I really want this to touch your heart. I really want this to settle in your heart. And I want us to go into 2020, um, communicating with the Lord prayer is communication. And when we pray, when we communicate with the Lord, like it builds a closer relationship. And when we build a closer relationship with the Lord, we're able to hear him clearly. Um, he leads and directs us like literally you will be able to hear his voice. And he speaks, um, he speaks in different ways and you'll know that it's him by the way that he's speaking to you. Um, like you said, Abba father, He's our father. We're his child. And he speaks to his children differently. Um, it's like a father who knows how to discipline his children differently. Like if you got that one kid who's a crier, but you got the other one who's like a tough little nugget, like you're going to have to talk to them differently. And so he does the same with his children. So this is the modern prayer that um, I want you to really focus on in 2020. God. 
My Father in heaven, your name is so awesome and holy. Let your house of order, peace, love, and joy be present on earth as it is also existent in heaven. Give me today the tools that I need to make it through my day and represent you. Forgive me of my sins only if I'm willing and able to forgive others of the sins they've committed against me. Lead me not into temptation and deliver me from any evil. And one thing about prayer is this. Um, We always end it in these words right here in Jesus name. Um, scripture says um, in uh, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, um, and I don't want to misquote this, but it is one of my favorite scriptures. So I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, but in Mark 24, it says, therefore, I tell you, everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it is yours. Um, So that's why we always end it in Jesus name. I pray because it is Jesus name who gives us strength. Jesus's name who has interceded um, for our sins uh, to be able to communicate with the father. So end it in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. So thank y'all for tuning in to the last podcast of 2019 uh, with the Howdy Sis Chat. I love y'all. And oh my gosh, 2020 is bringing up some new things, some great things. Y'all be safe. Have a happy new year. And we will chat, chat, chat it up next time. Bye.